Hey ladies, fellas, and friends, you are listening to another episode of Three Dope Wives with LaKendra Adesui, Adelise Jones, and LaMisha Dixon. With over 30 years of collective experience, we are here to give you an inside look at what marriage is really all about. Honey, we are airing out all the dirty laundry, spilling all the tea, and telling all the business. Are you looking for something really real? Then honey, pull up a chair and grab your favorite cup of something hot as we dish on all things marriage. Well, friends, welcome to another episode of Three Dope Wives, the podcast that gives you the real insight into the real married life. I am your girl, Kendra, and today we have uh, just some special, exciting news. Now, y'all know that our girl, Noma, went on to greener pastures, but we have a new third dope wife in the house. Her name is Lamisha Dixon, and she is an awesome dope wife everywhere she is, but we are so glad to have her here with us. She will be with us from now into the foreseeable future so we let's just welcome our girl amisha and yeah my girl adelie too so let me just say hey girl hey girl hey but hey lamisha hey hey thank you for that welcome yes so excited to have you with us lamisha we are but if our listeners been paying attention y'all know she ain't no stranger so she's been here with us um, she was with us on episode five when we did the introduction. She did a Misha takeover. Um, she's also, you know, uh, a hair care guru and uh, a baker extraordinaire. Mm-hmm. Uh, so our girl is just <laughs> doing something. She's gonna get your edges laid and <laughs> give you some cake. Okay, so we got <laughs> our girl is awesome. I'm so excited to have you here. Um, Misha, talk to our people. Tell hey to the people. Tell them why you excited to be here. Why did you even come? I mean, I was like, Misha, please. <laughs> Misha, please. Right, right. <laughs> Listen, everything that y'all have done so far is so dope. And I love being a part of the show. Y'all are so fun. Getting this kind of perspective out to our listeners, out to all of the wives and sharing our stories and our thoughts and all that kind of stuff. I think it is so important to have community when you're a wife, right? Mm. So I'm just excited to be a part of the team. Happy to see, you know, you girls still growing. And I just hope that, you know, as we continue to to grow and continue to help the community and build more, um, build more in the community of dope wives that we really can impact, you know, people in the future, all the women in the future. Absolutely, man. This is going to mm-hmm. be exciting. Um, we're going to talk a little bit more, but we have um, another dope wife that's going to be joining our show in just a few moments. Um, her name is uh, Allison Mathis Jones, and Allison just so happens to be a lovely dope wife herself uh, of, a, of a basketball athlete. And so today we're going to be talking with her about what it means to be a wife of an athlete. Uh, we all know the things that we've seen on television. Um, you know, we know the things that we uh, perceive through social media and all of that. But wanting us to get, you know, just some deeper, deeper insight on that. Um, and then when she jumps in the house, we'll go through all of that just to give you all a little bit of insight about our girl. Uh, she has been with her man for 12 years. They started out as college sweethearts. So super cute. Um, yeah. She has her degree from the uh, 
from uh, Miami University uh, with a bachelor's degree in, in PR and psychology. So, you know, our girl is not an idiot. She went on and got her master's degree mm. in marriage and family counseling. So y'all don't sleep on some of uh, some of these wives out here because, right. you know, some of them are not just Brains a wife. Beauty. Brains and, and beauty. beauty, right? <laughs> and even be cute and smart, you know, that that's a thing. Um, she loves to travel around the world. Uh, she's been to several countries, Italy, Japan, Israel, France. I'm jealous. Mm, I just, me too. You know right. I, mean? I want to fly over the water, you know, when the Rona is over. <laughs> <laughs> And do that kind of thing. She uh, she calls her home uh, to Atlanta, Georgia. And she also is a mommy to a cute little one-year-old baby girl. So we are so excited. Not only this, she is also an entrepreneur. She is the owner and founder of uh, Kintsugi. I hope I'm saying that right. Kintsugi Candle Company. Um, which she really burst out of a desire to inspire others to share their stories. And... Um, that business can be followed by the hashtag broken is beautiful. So we are really just so excited uh, for her to join us on the show shortly. Um, but you guys, what, what, how, how, how do you feel about this topic about uh, wives that are wives to athletes or other such individuals? So I'm excited to get into it because I think there's a lot of misconceptions on, um, being married to and not just an athlete, but just to someone of, I guess, um, some kind of quote unquote fame. Right. So, um, I'm, I'm excited, um, to, to kind of get into what her story is and kind of what her experiences are, um, and, and just kind of see those, um, in a different light. Yeah. 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 What about you, Misha? I am excited about it as well. Listen, there are so many stereotypes out there about um, wives of athletes and, you know, what their what the perception is about their lifestyle, about what they care about, what they spend their time doing. And to know that there is a sister out there, you know, who can help kind of not just debunk it, but she's actually living the life, walking the walk, talking the talk of being a productive, you know, member of society, because we feel, you know, like based on what social media shows us that, you know, all they care about is hair, nails, makeup, money, and popping out babies, right? Right. And And that is the biggest bag and red bottoms and all. Yes. (laughs) And that is not, that is not always the case. And so this sister is going to give us a little bit of insight into her life and what is real. And so I'm excited to talk to her. Yeah, I think that's the thing that really is kind of attractive. And that was one of the things that uh, we really enjoyed when we had our conversation with her prior to bringing her onto the show is that, you know, I said, wow, you know, this woman really is grounded. Like she's just everyday people. She's a cool chick, um, seems to be, you know, somebody who gets it right. Like I can have an everyday conversation with her and we're not talking about you know, uh, uh, labels and, and, and that kind of thing. So I really am excited about that. Even though, I mean, I'm mad, I'm mad if you rocking labels, I'm mad at you. Um, you know, if you, if you like a red bottom, go ahead, girl. Uh, I thought I wanted some once upon a time. Mm. Mm. And, and once upon a time, I say once upon a time because, honey, once I tried them punks on and Those the way my things f- hurt, honey, yes. I said, why? Why would anybody do this to themselves? <laughs> girl, that I feel like you sh- just prone to just develop a corn immediately. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got red bottles, you got ugly feet. Right. Saying. Immediately. You got barking dogs. I'm just yes. saying. 
I mean, they be cute, but like, I, 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 I don't know. I'm just at a space in my life where cute ain't worth some stuff. It just, you know, I need, I need my knees beyond today. You know what I mean? Like, I'm trying to, I can't, I can't even wear heels too high because, you know, you, they get too high, your knees buckle. Right. <laughs> ma'am, no, ma'am. Uh-uh. You can't even walk. You just, you, you, you move like a stick figure. So, you know, um, I, hey, I'm going to just say, if, if, if you rocking them red bottoms, honey, and you can tip in them and you have to soak your feet every night uh, uh, to redeem your toe from that hats shoe. Off. Girl, hats off. That's hats all I'm saying. Off. That is, <laughs> that is all I am saying. Um, I, I, I don't know. I, I'm one. I look at just I just look for the quality in a thing. You know what I mean? If I if I see it and I like mm-hmm. it and it feels good to me. You know, that's that's usually my criteria for getting some stuff. Girl, give me a pair of nine West pumps. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Give me Don't give me save. a shoe. Give me give me cloud nine. I'm I'm just gonna go there. <laughs> that's a cloud nine. Cloud nines, girl. That's some shoes they wear when you cloud you know, nine. What is that? Yeah, you don't even know that brand, girl. They sell that at the uh at the grocery store. They <laughs> <laughs> Those are almost orthopedic. Girl, almost them shoes feel delicious on your feet. You put them on, you be like, I feel like I can go home. I feel like, I feel like girl, where you want to go? We going everywhere today. We walking. <laughs> yes. Yes. So I love it. Um, so she's, it seems that she's having some technical difficulties yeah. um, getting in the room with us, but we just going to hang tight with us. We know she's working on it. Mm-hmm. Um, technology is a struggle for many. Uh, but anyway, especially in this Rona, in these Rona times where there are so many different platforms that are available for people to use, it's like, okay, which one do I download today for this meeting? Right. You know what? <laughs> right. Exactly. I mean, there there are because I mean we're 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 enjoying Skype right now. Before we were using another platform, which was good. It just didn't give us the quality we wanted. So I mean, it's, yeah, it's so many different. Then Zoom, Zoom is taking over. Zoom is. Bl- I need stock in Zoom like ASAP. <laughs> yes, get your Robin Hood account together. You know what I'm Some saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just yes. let's do that because I need I need to make some money. Right. Making I, some good investments during this time. Yes, yes. How are y'all like faring? I I mean, I know that like Rona is uh is is out here well, but I feel like I feel like at least out here living her life a little bit more than some of us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what what you been up to? I went to the uh lake yesterday. It was great it was beautiful so we um ended up renting a boat we had some friends come into town from austin um and so we rented a boat um out in Louisville, and it was great because like we brought we brought our lysol we brought um you know wipes and stuff and so and they cleaned the boat like we saw them clean the boat um but you know you we just cleaned it some more and so it was great we went in the boat and rode around the lake for a while there was a little meetup spot called party cove and it's pretty much just a bunch of boats that float around um there was some there was like a little part of party cove that looked like covid central because mm-hmm. all the boats were tied together and people were like happened really Yes. And like no mask and just super, super, super close. And so we stayed on the outskirts of it and, you know, we anchored the boat and just kind of hung out in the water and float. And that's it. We did that for about three hours and it was great. 
It was yeah. absolutely beautiful. We did it in the evening time, so that way it wasn't so scorching hot. Um, we got to see the sun start setting, so it was really beautiful. Um, I definitely recommend that for like a date night or when you have some friends in town or just just something different. And it was actually not that expensive. I thought it was going to be more expensive, but it was not. It was a reasonable price for three hours. Um, yeah. I didn't spend more than three fifty. Yeah. For me, I think that's for a boat, a whole boat, and the boat could fit eight people. Oh so yeah. You could get a couple couples together and and kind of do that as date night. So yeah, that's that's what we've been doing. What kind yeah. of boat was it? A pontoon? Uh huh. It was a pontoon. Uh yeah, a pontoon boat. Um, it was so nice. It was See, that's, so nice. That's date night on a budget when you can get three or four yeah. couples together. Yeah, and y'all can split, split that, that cost. cost. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. See, that's a good that's a good idea and. You know, with Rona, everybody kind of has their village of people that they kind of keep around. So we're not out in the public with the randoms, but we do have a couple of close friends and family members that, you know, we're safe around. We check check in on them. They check in on us. We know that they're not out, you know, doing the most Mm -hmm. in these Rona streets. Um, And yeah, that might be a really great idea um, for just, you know, a a time like this. Yeah, actually, was, I was looking into that and thought it would just be super fun to do that. But I don't got no close couples that I can roll with. And then, too, with, with this pregnancy, he's not going to let me do nothing, girl. He won't even let me walk around the neighborhood. So it's just, <laughs> it's curtains for your girl. I'm just going, I'm just going, I'm just going to chuck up 2020 to just like, I spent a whole year in my house. And then next year, we'll see what the end going to be. How about that? Yeah. How about that? So let's go ahead. Well, our girl just uh, joined the show. We're so excited to have you here. Welcome to the show, Allison. Thank you. Thank you, ladies, for having me today. Absolutely. So we have we have given you the uh, the introduction. Our listeners are excited uh, to jump into the conversation with you as we are. Uh, but before we just jump into some conversation, girl, how you doing? Pretty good, pretty good. A little, a little tired as always. You know, I have a one-year-old that I chase around here, so tired is always kind mm-hmm. of the norm over here. But otherwise, can't complain. How you ladies doing? Yeah, pretty good. Trying to, uh, trying to stay cool in these Texas streets. It's hot, so, um, so staying indoors uh, mostly. Yeah, it's hot I mean, here mostly. in Georgia too. Hot and humid. Yeah. Mm. Now that humidity, I we can't even fool with it. We just dry. Just dry heat. <laughs> Mostly, but we've had these last several days, we've had some rain and different things like that that's brought it up. But usually our heat index is off the chart. So uh, so humidity or not, it's hot. So, yeah, hopefully y'all staying cool and uh, enjoying your summer. How are y'all faring? Because Atlanta is a hot spot for, uh, for the virus, right? Well, you know, I think uh, we're probably, we're after, like, Miami and Florida, Phoenix and Arizona, Texas, and then Georgia is like next. And so it honestly, I feel like everywhere at this point, like you need to just wear your mask. That's <laughs> yeah, just what? be safe, right? Yeah, so, that's I mean, really what it boils down to. Yeah, we don't do a ton of going out. You know, we spend time outside, but like I still haven't even sat down in a restaurant this summer just because like I don't feel 100% comfortable, but we're yeah. just masking up and doing what we can. And, you know, thankfully we're, we've been healthy thus far. So we're just going to keep that up, keep washing our hands, keep wearing our masks and all that stuff. Yeah, absolutely. No, I definitely get that. So, um, 
So uh, I already let our audience know that we're talking about being a wife of of an athlete. And we're going to be kind of just walking through that, what your experience has been. And then really just sort of, um, you know, hopefully giving them a, a humanistic view, right, of what, of what it's like to live this sort of life. So the first thing I think I really want to get into is this idea of normalcy, right? Because there's so much that people see in uh, in the media and in social media and those types of outlets where there's this uh, this perception about what what it is to be married to an athlete. Um, when you think about your own own relationship, Allison, how have you and your husband decided to manage you know a reasonable lifestyle and and, and value family? You know that's hard for me to answer just because what is a reasonable lifestyle? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like mm. this is kind of the only lifestyle that I know. It's not like oh I was married to someone else before and then I married this athlete. Right. He's been we've been right. together since we were 18 years old, and so this sure. is kind of the only lifestyle I know. But um, in terms of kind of um, keeping family you know, as one of our main values, you know, during the off season, we're with our family whenever we can be as much as we can be. And when I say family, I mean, you know, my sister, my, um, our aunts, our uncles, our parents, Um, we are kind of the hosts of like weekly Sunday dinners, we keep it kind of old school with that and spend as much time as we can with our families, our families know wherever we are in the world, you know, our doors are always open for visitors and whatnot. And we just, um, even though I guess our lifestyle might be kind of unconventional, we yeah. kind of just make sure that we continue to make spending time with our extended family a priority. And in terms of our little family of three, um, we always say that we're going to do what's best for our family and let God reward that. And so we always Amen. make sure that we are in family friendly situations, situations where my daughter and I are able to travel with my husband, you know, where he's not going to places where we won't be happy and we can't join him. Um, and we just kind of do it that way. I love that. But I want to touch on something you said. You talked a little bit about a, what is a reasonable lifestyle, right? I think it's reason within, uh, you know, whatever, whatever works for you, right? Um, And I think of that in terms of like what people consider to be, quote unquote, normal. Right. Um, So I think when we think normal, I know I think that it's more like, you know, a a middle class family, you know, um, vacationing in the minivan, uh, driving up the coast. (laughs) You know what I mean? That's 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 kind of the that's kind of the American image of of reasonable. How would you say that life is slightly different for you? that's hard or more so as well because I would see okay I'm gonna just be be very transparent and say that um I I didn't really grow up in that kind of normal you know American dream my dad was an entertainment attorney I was on my super sweet 16 at age 16 a little about me yeah so I think that my sense of normal just to be honest might be a little warped and I will be completely transparent and say that I did grow up a little bit privileged and a little bit spoiled like my first trip as a baby was to Hawaii and I was six months old you know so Um, I will put that out there and say that that's why maybe to me our lifestyle does seem kind of normal Norm- but oh, yes. I mean mm-hmm. we, we road trip to Hilton Head this summer you know we we do normal things it's not like you know we're we're flying around on private jets or anything <laughs> like that but um you know we we looked at preschools for my daughter 
this summer? We we do we live a, a what I consider to be a normal life. Are there some perks that come along with it financially and otherwise? Yeah, you know, my husband works really hard and is able to make a great living where we are able to enjoy some luxuries that maybe other people aren't willing or aren't not, not willing but aren't able to enjoy. But overall, our life feels pretty normal. You know, it feels yeah. pretty right. It's not like, you know, our friends are looking at us like, wow, like we could never do that. And, you know, we can't keep <laughs> I think up it with also, you guys. I think it goes for a mindset, too, because you and you, you, you seem humble, right? So you're not it's not like where you are hanging out with your friends and you're it's like an inferior, inferior thing. Like, no, you guys. So I think it's also like a mindset of of your lifestyle so where you your lifestyle for you might be normal for other people it's like oh my god like she lives this great lifestyle but in your mind you're like no but it's normal because you're not acting like it's this great great grand thing you know what I mean so I also yeah. think it's just a mindset on how you view it and your then the perspective on on what the situation is yeah and my husband always says that like you know when it comes to this lifestyle it's all relative right like right. you know we we in some ways live the same way as you know a bigger more like household name athlete might live in terms of like you know i feel like after a certain point if you're upper middle class and up to a certain point your lifestyles kind of look the same where you kind of are hanging out in the same places you're traveling to the same resorts you're driving the same kind of cars you know are they making more investments and things than we're making probably so you know but I feel like it's kind of it kind of becomes relative at a certain point you know absolutely so with um with I guess you know your husband's profession and stuff how do you guys keep off out of like the limelight and social media and, and the messiness, I guess you can say. Yeah. Um, we don't really try to keep out of the limelight. We just kind of live and let whatever's going to happen, happen. If people are interested and follow along, great. If they don't, great. Um, I will say that, you know, my husband, it's not like we're, when we're walking around our hometown, we get stopped all the time for people that recognize him. It's not at all like right. that for us. I mean, he's played, um, he's played in the NBA for a few couple years, but for the most part, he's played overseas. And even when we're overseas, you might get people that are like, oh, you know, they, they might point and like, as if they recognize him, but you, it's not like we're getting rushed by people for autographs or anything like that. And I feel like it's the same on social media. It's not that, it's not like either one of us has millions of followers on social media or right. anything like that. We do, um, we both enjoy social media. I think that's just our age. I mean, we are millennials. We, yeah. We're kind of, you know, the first generation to have social right. media. We, we partake in it, but we just kind of live and we, we just let the world kind of adjust, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. For okay. those that don't know, really quickly, um, we have not said who your husband is. Would you like to share with our audience who who is this man that we're referring to? <laughs> yeah. I mean, my husband's name is Daquan, Daquan Jones. Um, he played his first year for the Orlando Magic, and we've kind of bounced around a bit since then. Um, we've done some NBA teams, some NBA G League teams, but most recently, for the last few years, we've been overseas and we're actually headed to Japan this upcoming season to play. Okay. Oh, wow. That's yeah. exciting. Are you That's moving? Good. Are you getting ready to pack and be out? Well, we, we never move. Yeah, we, we own a home in Atlanta, so we never exactly move. We always have our home base. But, yeah, in the next probably four or so weeks, we'll be kind of packing up and heading out. But 
it's never like thankfully that we pack up our our whole house we have a a two suitcase per person limit and so you know we if it fits in those suitcases it goes otherwise it stays it stays yeah Mm -hmm. so Allison I wanted to kind of dive into um, your support system because you move around a lot like you're going to Japan and you're playing overseas can you tell us a little bit about your support system and with that I'm meaning like is there like a wife athletic you know an athlete's wife girl group that you have as a support system, other females in community that, you know, you hang out with and reach out with to kind of that, you know, kind of understand, you know, or in parallel to your lifestyle and can be there for you. Like, girl, don't worry about that. Or yes, girl, try this or something like that. Yes and no. There's a huge community of us on Facebook that have a group. Um, And it's, it's basically just a group of basketball wives who have played all over the world. And so we'll kind of go, to that group with questions like recently I went to the group and was like hey has anyone's husband played for this team like what were your experiences how were the living arrangements you know were the payments consistent and on time did they breach your contract or anything crazy like that Mm. you know how was that so you can kind of go to the group and ask those questions there's also a um, bible study group that I am a part of and they do during the basketball season, you'll do weekly Bible studies via Zoom with ladies that are also playing, whose husbands are also playing overseas. And so that gives you a little bit of a community. That's but awesome. um, it, it is a little different, I think, than in the NBA. So in the NBA, there is an NBA Wives Association and they it's, it's way closer knit, way smaller because they're all playing in the same country, right? For us, mm-hmm. we're, we're all playing in different countries around the world. And so while social media does connect us, it's, it's very rare that you'll be able to actually like meet up with these ladies. Like I've been on Bible study calls with ladies for, you know, several seasons that I've never actually met in person because, you know, they play in Europe and we're playing in, you know, Japan this season. And when they come home to the States, they live in California, we live in Atlanta. And so you just maybe never um, actually meet in person, but there are a lot of us and we do keep up with each other on social media and kind of support each other where we can. And then, Sometimes you will get lucky like this upcoming season. Um, I do know that there is another family who's going to be on our team. So it's, you know, husband, wife and two kids. And so some seasons you get lucky and you're on a team that has another wife or multiple wives. Last season we were in Italy and there were a few wives on our team. And of course you can't help but bomb with those ladies when you're right. kind of the mm-hmm. only English speakers, <laughs> you know, in, in your community and you guys kind of um, band together during the season. Okay, so what do you miss about like having those good girlfriends that you can hang out with all the time? And, you know, because it seems like with this lifestyle, like you said, you're traveling, moving back and forth. And so having those relationships, bonding with women, you know, we need each other, right? Mm -hmm. We really need each other sometimes. And being able to have like a deep conversation with a good girlfriend that you've known for years and years and years sometimes helps out. Yeah, I think I still have those, honestly. You know, I have a few very, very, very best friends and we will FaceTime every week while I'm away. So I never really feel out of the loop. They make sure to include me and, you know, we, we FaceTime. And then when I'm home, we always pick up right where we left off and, mm-hmm. you know, get together and hang out. And then, like I said, it really does help when you are able to be on a team with other wives and other families, right? Because you get really close really quickly. And those do almost become like your best friends during that season. And you find yourselves sharing with them things that maybe you don't haven't even shared with your real friends at home, hmm. right? Because it's 
it, it almost feels like like summer camp. You know how like you used to have like maybe mm. a summer camp romance, like okay. yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> like it gets really yep. serious really quick. Right, <laughs> right. Yep, yep, yep. Get deep. Do you guys continue in those relationships? You know, as the years go on, because I know that you know if you're if you're here for the moment, you know you're gonna get close with the people that are most uh, local to you, and then when you move on, I mean, is it kind of like a rotating thing? Yeah, it just depends. You know, I have years where I've been really close with a wife during the basketball season. And then at the end of the season, we're like, well, all right, girl. And we kind of don't keep in touch afterwards besides social media. (laughs) And then I have seasons where I've gotten really close with, you know, wives during the season. And like, we still talk every day. So it kind of just depends. I don't, I don't know what determines if you keep in touch or if you don't. I think it just is kind of life and effort and you know, kind of, it just, it just happens. But um, you, I do have some women who, you know, our husbands played together, you know, years ago and we still talk every day. Yeah. I think it might just be hitting it off and having that vibe. Right. Or like mm-hmm. we're both very interested in keeping this connection going type thing. Right. Yeah, and I think it's just like accepting that some people are in your life for a season, literally when it comes yeah. to basketball. <laughs> and that's okay. Like, you know, there's, mm-hmm. there's no, there's no, ill will and I know that if we were ever in the same city again it would be like oh girl like I'm so glad we're reconnecting but you know when you're not you're not and that's all right yeah Yeah. what are some of the uh some of the top I want to say misconceptions that people have about women who are married to athletes what are you know um when people encounter you uh that maybe they they didn't know and then and then they later learn like oh Hmm. um I mean I think that You guys hit on one at the beginning of the episode. People, I think, do think that we are kind of snobby and stuck up or whatever. And I think that some of us can be. But for the most part, the women that I've encountered are very humble. But I would like to know from you guys, like, what are some what are some things that you guys maybe think about professional athletes wives? And maybe I can tell you, like, okay, that's true. Or like, nah, you know, that's not so much true. (laughs) I know Kendra got a whole list. Mm. You know, I I think it is just that, though. I think you hit on it. I don't I think, you know, when you I think a lot of what we think comes from what we see whenever we watch shows like Basketball Wives or, you know, The Real Housewives of dot, dot, dot. Right. Mm Because because there's this sort of expectation of the way in which they live their lifestyle. Right. It's kind of like. Um, because you see, you see in the conversation, you see in how these women interact, like, oh no, that's not, that's, I'm, I'm too good for this or that, or, you know, oh no, no, ma'am, if it's not, <laughs> if it's not labels, it can't go on my back kind of thing. You know what I mean? So I think that there's that sort of, mm-hmm. um, and then, you know, that, that maybe they're not, you know, uh, grounded in reality, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, girl, I'm not spending $80 on a t-shirt. I'm just, I'm sorry. In my heart, it just don't sit well with my soul. So, but you know, I, I, I think that's all relative too. I think that, you know, anybody who's, who's, you know, netting millions and millions and millions of dollars a year, I think that $80 becomes like 20, you know? So I think that a that's perce- relative. I don't it's a perspective think that that's thing. only to like professional athletes wise. I think that yeah. anybody who's, you know, once you start netting that much, I think that your kind of sense of, of finances and your sense of money is just going to, kind of change and of course like a Benz does become like a Honda when you're um, a millionaire you know what I'm saying that breaks my soul right there. But I can it hurt. Say, it hurt me a little bit. It hurt. What I can say <laughs> is that when it comes to like these shows on TV, first of all, 
many of these like basketball wives on the shows have never actually been married to a basketball player. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? True. They, that part is so true. Have a baby yeah. by one, or maybe dated by one, or maybe danced for a team, but they've never right. actually been married <laughs> to a right. basketball right. player, or are no okay. longer married to a basketball yep. player. And so I think that we got to kind of take that with a grain of salt, right? right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about um, as far as misconceptions or, you know, what's put out there that you guys, when it comes to the marriage, when it comes to, you know, the husband and wife connection that you guys might be okay with some of the things that um, a normal wife, I guess, would not be okay with, right? Like you guys um, accept that there's going to be other women that are around. You guys accept that there might be an infidelity here or there, you know, or something like that. That might be something that, you know, if you can debunk or if there's a misconception, you know, then then please I let think, the people again, know. You know, I think that is going to depend on everybody's individual marriage. I know that is not the case in my marriage and that's not the case in <laughs> My friend's marriage, you know, (laughs) the women that I associate with and choose for to be my friends that are married, that's not the case in their marriages either. But I mean, we we just saw what was going on with Will and Jada, for example. I mean, I think that what works for some couples doesn't work for other couples. And I think that that's going to span no matter what your career is. But again, kind of what I was saying about kind of money being relative and things, I do think that. Um, when you get to these like high profile men, right? I think that there is an acceptance that there are going to be more women who are interested in them maybe than your regular smegular guy. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I mean, there are, I'm sure every season women who would love a shot at my husband, they see him playing on the court, you know, they, they are attracted to him because, you know, of course he's muscular, he's tall, he's handsome. And then they think, oh, he has money as well. So, I mean, I do accept that, okay, there are going to probably be women who want my man, but I also Mm -hmm. hold him in high regard, trust him and know that he is going to stay faithful. And I know for most of my friends whose husbands play, they have kind of the same situation and you do have to have kind of a tougher skin when it comes to women. I mean, because there are women who ask my husband like, oh, can I take a picture of you, you know, with you? And, you know, I mean, they're fans at the end of the day. Sure. Take your picture you know, but just, you got to know that's where it ends. And Keep and it moving, like sis. Keep it moving. Right. 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 Take your picture and click it and moving. walk. Um, and, you know, if he, if he had a different profession, it might catch me off guard more if people were, if women were like ogling over him, but I'm kind of used to women thinking he's attractive or hearing, you know, after game kind of standing, waiting for him to come out and hearing women be, say, oh, you know, Jones, he's so fine. Like, you know, <laughs> Stuff like That's that hilarious. doesn't really bother me anymore. I'm kind of just like, yeah, he is, you know, I think that in my head and move on. But I think that when it comes to what you're going to accept in your marriage, I think that's just going to depend on the couple. And that's a conversation you're going to have to have with your man and, you know, figure out what works for you guys. But what works for one couple definitely doesn't work for all. And in my experience, I have not, I have not encountered a wife at all, ever, who said to me, oh, I'm fine with my husband having other women or anything like that. So. I love that. Yes, um, I, I, I hear yes. you saying. I hear you saying very nicely, Allison. We not having that. Yeah. <laughs> right. Period. And that's yeah. on period. And that's yeah. on period. <laughs> so how do you how do you keep the connection alive? I mean, there's you know you guys are traveling. He's he works a lot. Like you said, he works really hard. And um, I know that there's practices and games and you know all those kinds of things. What do you do to keep the connection and the spark there um, yeah, with okay, your husband? So I, 
what I will say, first of all, is that I think that me and my husband probably spend more time together than if he were to work nine to five, just to be honest with you, because yes, he works really hard, but you know, he practices once a day from probably 10 to 12. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's not like he's out of the home for eight hours a day. And when we're out of the country, it's really just me, him and my daughter. There's not a whole lot of distractions. There's not a whole lot of other people to hang out with. So it's just us. And we get a ton of quality time together yes he does you know travel for road trips and things like that but on the norm you know he might be gone for two days and then he's back and also like during the off season like we get you know three or four months out of the year where he doesn't have games and he's kind of off and he still will train but we're able to travel and explore and things like that so I think that it helps how much time we get to spend together um for us, you know, that time that we do get together has kind of helped us um, to help helped it to be easier when we have to spend time apart for some reason. It's like, okay, well, we just spent four months together kind of nonstop. So if, you, mm-hmm. you know, if my husband has to go overseas a month before me or my, me and my daughter join him for some reason, it's kind of okay. Um, but I think outside of that, we just communicate a lot. Like me and my husband are still one of those couples where we're texting 24 seven, like always in communication about kind of what's going on with us and, and all that stuff. And I, I mean, I think that in terms of keeping the spark alive, it's just also like any other new parents, we do have a one year old, like I say, so I mean, we have to prioritize date nights and things like that. When we are at home, we take advantage of these grandparents who give us free childcare and mm-hmm. you know make Ooh. sure that we are doing what we can <laughs> even with COVID like we'll just be like well let's just go for a drive you know the two of us and leave her at home you know with grandma and things like that but um yeah I think that what helps us is just that we get a lot we get a lot of time together like a lot <laughs> would you say so some some couples right especially with COVID they're all the time with their spouse right now is has been not so much of a negative thing but little things get under your skin have y'all experienced any of that just based off of the time that you guys do have together um not usually but with COVID a little bit yes with COVID it was a little tricky at the beginning because like gyms were closed so my husband wasn't able to work out and I am used to him at least being out of the house for that two or three hours a day to work out and he was like literally going insane like completely (laughs) stir crazy just like not having touched a basketball like for you know weeks and so you know we did kind of have to get like at some point I was like listen like you need to just go into the garage and dribble your basketball because you're (laughs) just whining talking about you're bored you're bored you're bored but usually we don't we don't really have that um have that we we really enjoy each other's company and we really are best friends and we have the kind of relationship where we can be in the same room for each, with each other and like not say anything also. Okay. So, you know. Yes. Yeah. I, I love to hear that, that COVID made y'all crazy too. So. Uh, yeah. You are not alone. You are not alone, honey. It's so many of us. Um, so, so you, you told us uh, and we share with the audience before that you met your husband in, in college. So y'all were college sweethearts. We were. Um, so did you, I mean, is there because I, I think the that the, the, there's also this this uh, idea that like um, you need to like snag a baller at a certain point in history. Right. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it seems like so. Uh, OK, you got to catch him on the come up. You know, is that is that like a thing? Did you see your husband and be like, oh, yeah, he on that baller track. Let me go ahead and fall in line. <laughs> to be honest, um, 
so my husband and I are both from Atlanta. I went to private school. He went to public school. Um, and we met right before we left for college. Then when we got to college, um, you know, we are, we're kind of casually dating. To be honest, I was talking to a few other gentlemen on campus. Yes, ma'am. It's college. It's college. Living your best life. Yes. He hadn't committed yet, you know, whatever. And I remember um, a few of my, like, male friends were like, oh, like, do you know who that is that you're talking to? And I was like, what do you mean? Like, DJ? That's what we call him. His name's Daquan. We call him DJ. I'm like, DJ? And they're like, do you know who that is, though? And I'm like, no. And even, you know, friends from Atlanta were like, did you know that he was, like, Mr. Georgia basketball? Do you know that he's, Mm. like, top 20 player in the country coming out of high school? And I was so, like, like what? <laughs> to the fact because like I said in I grew up and I went to private school and so I didn't even have any idea what was going on like in the public school basketball right right <laughs> right that's not and my so, scene right you know we kind of had that and then he had it on the flip side where people were like do you know that she was on my super sweet 16 do you know that her dad does this and does that and has this and has that and so we kind of both had it but neither one of us knew who we were falling in love with <laughs> until Mm. it was too late right (laughs) this is us now huh yeah (laughs) I really love that because I think that there's I mean you know especially as like groupies (laughs) I want to say listen in on the show you know to be like you know hey hey you had to have met them you know Um, I don't know of any I I don't know typically how this goes so I'm just asking the question what I will say though is that I think that um and this is just from what I've heard from my husband and his friends, I do think that athletes that they prefer to meet their women in high school, in college, because they don't have to question their motives, right? Right. Mm -hmm. I think it's a lot easier for them to settle with someone that that knew them before than to try to find a woman after they're established. And I know a lot of my husband's friends are kind of having issues with that now maybe that they you know the the ones that are single they're kind of like you know every chick I'm with like I'm questioning like are you with me because you know right for a living so you know I I do think you know in our situation I did not know who he was or that he you know had a promising career ahead of him or anything like that but I think that that definitely made it easier you know that I didn't know yeah yeah um, is there anything like that you think that, you know, people don't know or um, about being married to an athlete that maybe we haven't thought of that you might want to? Just- um, I think um, probably the main thing would be that, you know, so so much of our life revolves around basketball. I will admit that. Um, but that's just because my husband's at the height of his career. Right. Like where we live is determined by where he plays. But what I will say is that outside of that like these men are still men and they still have other interests and other hobbies and Mm -hmm. you know they don't want we don't just sit around and talk about basketball all the time or anything like that and um my husband is very very supportive of me and my dreams I think that a lot of times um people think like oh so you just have to take a back seat and you don't ever get to um kind of focus on what you want and I you know I I did know at the point when I knew that my husband was going to play professional overseas, I knew I was going to have to kind of um, sacrifice a lot. But at the same time, like my husband is always very, very supportive of anything that I want to do and anything that he can um, help with in terms of my hobbies and my dreams. So I just kind of want to shed light on that, that it's not just basketball, basketball, basketball all the time over here. (laughs) Yeah. 
So how do you honor yourself as a black woman in an industry that paints a negative picture of black women and then also maintaining your individuality, like you said? Um, you know, I, I guess I never really realized so much. I mean, I know how these, how basketball wives might be painted like on TV. Right. But I don't necessarily feel like people are constantly like judging me as a basketball mm-hmm. wife. I feel like, and I guess that's how I maintain my individuality right there is I never really have had that experience where I feel like I'm just being put in this like basketball wives bucket and, you know, not able to kind of speak for myself and have my own mind. Um, but what I will say is that for me, just kind of having my own, um, like I said, hobbies, having my own business. I have a, I have a small business. I have a candle company called Kintsugi Candle Co. Um, just having my own things outside of basketball that really have nothing to do with basketball or basketball wives or anything mm-hmm. like that have really helped me to just kind of have some separation from all of it. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, that's good. That's good. So you said, how did you come about with your candle company? Yeah, so Kintsugi Candle Co. was born about two years ago now, and actually, um, I had a brain tumor. So I had brain surgery in 2018, and aromatherapy was just really, really, really powerful powerful for me during uh, my recovery, and I wanted to share that with others, and so basically, because of that, Kintsugi Candle Co. was born, and everything has been kind of... um, moving relatively quickly, you know, in terms of being a new business and being established, we are, um, you're able to buy us, buy our candles at a couple of boutiques now and things like that. So it's been really great. Would you say that there's been an advantage to your business because of what your spouse does? Um, financially, probably. Yeah. Like initially I didn't have to take out a ton of loans or anything like that because my husband was willing to invest in it. And then also, I mean, he does share about my business a lot on his social media. So people that may follow him because of basketball can also see like, oh, well, his wife has this company. Let me buy some candles for my wife or, you know, whatever the case may be. But I think that's really it, you know, maybe just more visibility and, you know, some money to initially be able to invest. Right. Mm Right. So with all of the um, everything that we're seeing just on TV now and on media with Black Lives Movement Matter, uh, Black Lives Movement Matter, Black Lives Matter movement, um, (laughs) how has that affected the dynamics for the wives in the black community? So I I don't know that it has, you know, um, there are some wives that are very outspoken about the Black Lives Matter movement. There are some wives that aren't really very outspoken in the Black Lives Matter movement. And I think that um, that's just that just is going to depend on this, the particular wise personality, like some people just don't want to speak out publicly and kind of get involved in politics for whatever reason. But that doesn't mean they're not very active in their communities and things like that. And so I try not to judge that Um, when it and then when it comes to like, even like the white wives, right? either they're married to black men or they're married to white men who have played with black men their entire lives. I mean, let's be be real. Basketball is obviously a black dominated sport. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I don't, I don't really think there has been an impact, especially in like the overseas groups. I mean, we don't expect for these overseas teams to let our husbands 
put, you know, say our names on the back of our, their jerseys, right? Like in Japan, that's just not really a thing. Like it's just, it's not their movement, you know? And so while I do appreciate the, the overseas teams that have come out and say, hey, we support the Black Lives Matter movement. I mean, my mm-hmm. expectations are very low. <laughs> like, they're not <laughs> even American. You know what I'm saying? Right, so yeah. I, I don't think there really has been a, a big impact. So even if not impacting the wives, I mean, you know, how I feel like it, it, it impacts every individual that is a Black person, right, mm-hmm. who's home is in the States. So, you know, when you think about how this has, impa- I mean, has it had an impact on, on your family at all just from an individual stance for sure I mean my um my husband is very outspoken about being pro-black like period the end okay he's just pro-black like Mm -hmm. he's like uh what did Issa Rae say he's voting he's voting for everybody black (laughs) okay yeah I'm down with that (laughs) that doesn't that doesn't change for our family we are fairly outspoken about the fact that you know we are black we support the black lives matter movement and we um you know we we seek justice for you know the for Breonna Taylor especially right now and for yeah. you know everyone else um and I, I don't think that that really has anything to do with basketball I think that's just kind of how, who we are and how we're raised um we 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 do, we are a little bit usually separated from things like this, you know, with the recent things that have been going on, we've been home, which has been a change. But usually when things like this are happening, we're in another country. And so we're waking up the next morning, like, wait, what happened? And kind of a little bit late, maybe getting some of the news. Um, And, you know, when we're, for example, when we're in, when we were in Italy and there was a lot going on, you know, we just didn't have the kind of the same experience where some people are saying that they're kind of walking around in fear, you know, of the police or things like that. You know, usually we're Mm. in a different country and we don't really feel that at that time, but that does not mean that we don't empathize with what's going on in America and recognize how it's going to feel for us when we go back home, you know, during the off season. Yeah. So since you guys have been here, how has that been different? Right. So since this has been your at home experience in the midst of right, the height of, uh, of the black lives matter movement and things are just really hot in the States politically and you guys Mm -hmm. being here, you know, what, I mean, how has that impacted as far as the difference of like, okay, no, we're actually in the middle of this stuff right now. Yeah, I mean, it, it's very draining, you know, yeah. of course, like to turn on the news or open social media and constantly see, you know, bad news. It's for sure draining. And then, you know, there were riots here in Atlanta. They were pretty, pretty heated. And it was one of the first cities who had kind of um, major, major riots. And we were kind of, you know, to, to kind of quote the late great John Lewis, we were kind of like, oh, look at them, like, that's some good trouble, you know, for the most part, it got a little out of hand. But the fact that they were stirring things up and kind of demanding, um, demanding, you know, um, change was very, very inspiring to us. We weren't out there rioting or protesting just because we have a baby and yeah. we're trying to get COVID. But don't <laughs> we, do that. Don't get COVID, girl. No. <laughs> we of, of those that were and you know understood what they were trying to do yeah yeah 
So, um, so you talked a little bit, I wanted to just touch on this really fast. You talked a little bit about how you and your husband have really been keeping your marriage together, how you, uh, how you really haven't been able to enjoy kind of the closeness of seeing each other probably more frequently than, than some others. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, do you find in that, that there are any barriers that, that are, uh, you know, keeping you from being able to connect in other ways that you would like? Uh, you know, I don't. I don't think so. I mean, I think that the hardest thing for us is, you know, there are time, there have been times in the past where we have had to spend like extended amount of times apart. Like for example, last season we were in Italy my husband left for Italy in August and my daughter and I did not go until October because she was a newborn and we wanted her to kind of just see her pediatrician here in the States before we had um, went over there. And um, that was hard for us just being that we were used to seeing each other all the time, every day. And that was an adjustment. But like I said, we're texting around the clock. We're FaceTiming multiple times a day. Um, I don't think we've really, we've really had a lot of barriers. I like that. Yeah, that's good. It's good to see that you, you know, a representation of a athlete's wife and, you know, a family that looks and sounds and feels like you know, a normal family that looks and feels like our family, you Mm -hmm. know, and that is probably, you know, a uh, a misconception um, that you guys are actually friends. You're actually in love. You actually, you know, share your thoughts, your hopes, your dreams, um, you're FaceTiming all the time. You communicate, you know, and, and I love the fact that, you know, we can have a conversation where it feels like I'm talking to, you know, not an athlete's wife, but a girlfriend who's living kind of the same life that I am. Adding Mm -hmm. some normal is, you know, normalizing um, marriage for an athlete's wife, you know, the same way that my marriage feels normal. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, and, you know, I have, I have friends that are, you know, athletes wives, but the majority of my friends, their significant others don't play a sport. And, we have never had any issue, you know, relating and kind of mm. finding common ground. So I don't really feel like it, this like sets me apart or anything like that. You know, our marriage is normal and our life is normal. And we have the same set of issues that, that most people have, you know, like I said, some things might be relative, but at the end of the day, like it, it's, it's life, you know? Yeah. Well, Allison, I tell you what, we, we really enjoy you. Um, I feel that, you know, you are definitely a, a, a breath of fresh air uh, yes. in, the, in the space of this saturation that we see in social media uh, so often. And we definitely could talk all day. Unfortunately, we don't have all the time in the world. But <laughs> I will say this. I, I want before we before we part, Allison, I want you to just share a little bit about your business and just let our listeners know where they can uh, they can find these these awesome aromas if they want to, you know, fragrance up their home as well. Yeah. So like I said, my candle company is called Kintsugi Candle Company. Um, There are a few boutiques where you can purchase the candles if you're in the Atlanta area. And we definitely share those frequently on our social media. We are at Kintsugi Candle Co. on both Instagram and Facebook. You can check us out there. But um, primarily, we are an e-commerce site, so everything is done online. And I would love for you guys to shop our candles at www.kintsugicandleco.com. Okay. And how do we spell Kintsugi? Kintsugi. I'm sorry. People always ask that. And I always say it's K-I-N-T-S-U-G-I. All right. Yeah, because I would have got that 100% wrong. (laughs) What does that mean? 
What is that? Yeah. So kintsugi is actually a practice that I learned about the first time that we lived in Japan, which was a few years ago now. And basically in Japan, when a ceramic is broken, instead of throwing it away, they fuse it back together with gold. And so the whole premise is that things are beautiful because they were broken, right? And that you don't have to kind of throw something away just because it's flawed. And I just think that speaks to women and womanhood as well yeah. you know Amen. We, we go through a lot and i think that makes us more whole and more beautiful i really awesome. love that i love it yeah. well we we yeah. really we've enjoyed you allison i hope that we reserve the right to reach out to you again in the future yeah. uh sure we want to stay connected definitely want to stay connected uh with allison allison thank you so much for joining us and we will be sure to see you soon girl thank you Have thank you allison all right you thank take care you. bye bye-bye She's a super dope wife. I'm glad that she was on. Yes. Yeah. Um, She's sweet. Yes. I, I really um, I really enjoyed the conversation. You know, I think I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. <laughs> <laughs> Probably because it's not it's not what, what we call quote unquote norm, right? The the yeah. normal lifestyle, right? But yeah, I'm glad she was able to come on and kind of debunk some of those things that we think and that we see I do a lot too. on social media. Yeah, to Lamisha's point, though, I really enjoyed that, you know, we found uh, or so happened to have come across a woman who is just an everyday woman uh, just that just so happens to be married to a to a man who plays a sport. Right. Yeah, right. Um, yes. And she 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 wasn't talking about red bottoms and labels. <laughs> she was not. She I feel was, better. She was not drinking Gucci. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> She was the minute you wake up out the bed, got a Gucci bandana, Gucci, oh, Gucci, yes. everything, Gucci slides, Gucci robe. <laughs> the ridiculousness of it all. Yes. yes. I, 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 I understand. I just feel like even if I was a multimillionaire, I still can't spend $80 on a T-shirt. That. You say that now. I, I, think, I think principle wise, I feel like I got a little bit of that Warren Buffett spirit in my You in know me. what? I'm not even in the same so, house. So but uh, let me tell you, Kendra, you know, you know, my husband, you know how humble, you know, how basic and, and regular schmegula he is. Right. But when we were in that lifestyle as well, not that he spent that every day, but if if it was there and he wanted it, he bought it. It didn't well, matter. It didn't, it didn't matter. Well, I mean, it, it, I mean, it wasn't a once in a lifestyle. I mean, if he wanted it, he got it like he didn't even look at a price tag. So oh, when yeah. you're in that lifestyle, it's it's different. It's very, it's very, it is very different because you, it's not, it's not something that you're conscious of because you know, those checks are flowing in. So it's not, and, and it was I, when we, when I was in the lifestyle with him and we went on, on shopping sprees and stuff, I didn't look at a price tag either. Cause I'm like, he got it. But well, now, I guess if I'm but looking and I'm, I'm liking, like, but like dollars, I ain't spending time. I'll wait for that thing to go on sale. <laughs> That's how I am now though, because I know those checks are not rolling in. Well, so okay, I, I, I hear I hear your point. I, it is all relative. I just think that like I I I've gone into like the Neiman's, and I'm like, oh okay, you know, what? let me get you know, grab my husband a t-shirt real quick because we about to. This is how I found out how much a t-shirt. <laughs> I said, what level of crack is uh, laced into this t-shirt? You gonna have a great time every time you put this thing on. Like, what is going on? You better wear that thing till it got holes in it. You gonna wear that thing every day for a month, honey. We talking about cost per wear. Ain't right. nobody got time for that. I just, I don't know. I, I, I hear what you're saying. I just feel like there's a piece of me that's done been too normal for too long that at this age, 
if I came into that money, I'd be like, no, I'm trying to keep my coins in the bank. Ain't nobody. I mean, this, you know, we're talking like, about endless look. money, though. We're talking about endless money, LaKendra. We're talking about you got, let's just say you won the lottery. We're but talking I'm about too socially conscious. Tech. Too socially conscious. We, we in America, we so individual that we don't even take the time to think about, like, there is somebody else that I could be looking out for. Like, I feel like God and elevates both, us to help others. Mm-hmm. Yeah, most but I feel like will. I can't. I'm not going to be unreasonable with it. Like, okay, 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 okay. I bought me some shoes that cost, you know, mm-hmm. But. $1,300. We're going to say a price. We're just going to say, mm-hmm, they cost that. And then, like, <laughs> so I, I, I can dig that. I, I mean, I could dig, okay, an occasional bag here and there. I can dig that. I could dig getting you a decent house. You know what I'm saying? Maybe a dope house. How about we're just going to be on decent. It's just dope than mud, right? I could dig all that. I just can't. Some stuff. Like, I just won't do it. I can afford to buy trash bags. I can afford that now. Right now, in my life, I can afford to buy some <laughs> trash bags for my bathroom. And I know a little bag of Ruffies at Walmart is like a dollar. Uh-huh. But in my soul, I'm like, how come I keep going to the grocery store and get all these bags? Why would I go spend any money to throw it in the trash when I've already got free bags that I can put in all my bathrooms? I'm just <laughs> saying. I just ain't that. I just I'm, some stuff in my heart. I just feel like, why am I gonna buy trash bags? That just don't even make sense. So I just feel like, mm, in my head, I, you know, I can sponsor a kid, but you know, what I'm saying two dollars a week. Here you go. Here you, you go with the mean? commercials. So I my eighty dollar T-shirt, I could have sponsored about 12, 13 kids. That that math ain't right, but you know what I'm saying. <laughs> well, when you have endless checks and when you have money coming in like that, you do things like take care of your aunt, make sure your cousins, Pay you know, everybody bills. Yeah, make sure your cousins. <laughs> you, you put the down payment on their first car. That might, that might be why I'm different because I ain't yeah. buying y'all. Stuff. Listen, you do. Y'all, yeah, you y'all do. right. I'm gonna build a well in Africa. You do. And then not only that, but you like so in the very beginning of of my husband and I's relationship when we were in that lifestyle, like those were some of the best years of our dating life because the checks were rolling in and and we would hop on vacation on in a blink of an eye because we can't do that now. Now we're like, I, I, I got a plan. You like, plan you know, we're going to go in about six days. To eight point, when the checks are rolling in, it, you're not thinking about that. You just yeah. live in life. I feel like it's a nice privilege to have at least at some point in your life. You know what I mean? To say that you had that experience is definitely it something is. for the book. One day I grow up and blow up like Ayala did in her late 40s. Uh, and now, now she out here living her best life and giving everybody horrible advice. I just hope. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I can blow up like her, but I ain't going to be, I ain't going to get no bad advice, y'all. I ain't going to get no bad advice. I'm going to keep you right. <laughs> So Misha, how you how have you enjoyed your first episode as an official member of the Three Dope Wives crew? Listen, this has been a blast. I am I enjoyed this and I can't wait to the next one and the next one and the next one. Another yes. one and another yes. one. <laughs> one and another, another one. one. Yes. That's how yes. we do it. <laughs> yes. Awesome. How have you how you enjoy having our new dope wife, at least? Of course, you know, Misha, like, like we said, Misha is not new to the family. So it is just, it's great. Yep. I am so excited to bring her perspective and that's going to be very different every single episode. So I'm super excited just to just deep in. (laughs) And if y'all remember, we had her husband on as well. Yeah. So y'all remember that he was, uh, yep. The Mr. came on and I'm sure we'll have him on again as well, which is going to be funny having both of y'all, but 
uh yeah i'm excited i'm excited, <laughs> I'm excited. for this journey well i mean y'all know y'all know we all family on here and 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 we're just gonna keep the party rolling just quick mm-hmm. shout out to noma girl holla holla if yep. you're looking for our girl y'all can find her over at you can't stop step up because yep. the girl is over there doing her own thing yes. so i just want y'all to know it's all love with three dope wives at it all is. times once you are a dope wife honey you are always a dope wife so shout out to our mm-hmm. girl Welcome to Misha. Yeah. And yo, y'all know what? We're doing it every week with the hotness every Monday. We hope to see you then. We love y'all. Deuces out. Bye, y'all. Bye. This has been another episode of Three Dope Wives. Sis, we are so glad you took a minute to get real with us. Listen, I want you to know something. Every day a woman is married and a wife is made. Vows are exchanged and hopes arrive. And every day a woman's dreams are crushed. Uh, Let me tell you, by the reality of what marriage really is. Stay tuned with us and we will help you survive another day of this crazy, crazy, crazy married life. Crazy married life. I promise we will. Now, if you would like to submit a question or a topic of discussion, please send your request to 3dopewives at gmail.com. That's T-H-R-E-E, dopewives at gmail.com. And we'll see you again next time, girl.